Welcome to Morningstar. Uh, Happy New Year. This is our second Sunday back. Praise the Lord. So how's everybody doing? You should say awesome after all that. Grace worship. Thank you, Lord. We love that. I do feel like the Lord gave me something that I need to share, and it wasn't really a message message, which um, which is good because we, we don't have a lot of time left, so um, it kind of makes sense. I, but guys, we, we want to see each other after the Spirit. When we, and one of the ways we do that is when we get a word for somebody, start, start giving yourself to that word that you get for people and start praying for them. Start um, making yourself see people the way the Lord sees them. One of the reasons that Jesus was missed by his hometown was they were familiar with Jesus. It's, when Jesus came to his hometown, they rejected him. And it was because they said, is this not Joseph's son? Is this not his brothers and sisters here among him? They only could recognize Jesus after the flesh, after the way they've grown up knowing him. And so they miss God inside of him wanting when he came to visit them. And I think a lot of times the Lord will send people to us and we reject them because they don't come to us the way we think they should be, the way, God, the way we think God would visit us. And many, all of those people in Israel that were looking for the coming Messiah, so they said, how many missed it because they, he came in a way they did not expect him to come? And I just want to get to the place to where I am not missing the Lord through any of his people. And that takes an eye that's looking and an ear that's listening. And I want to do that. I want to be that. And, I, and I'm going to say this as a word. The Lord is beginning to move on the women. He is, he is bringing forth women in a way, I think, that's going to be really amazing. And I, I, I am looking to see... The Lord release women on another level in this next year. That doesn't, you know, the God wants to use women. He really does. Whose seed was going to crush the enemy's head in Genesis? It was the woman's seed. And there, there is something about women that the Scripture says to honor your father and your mothers. We have got to honor women. The Lord has a plan to use women, and I, I'm just going to say that. And I know that goes against some people's understanding of what, of, of what Scripture says, and I would love to dive into that. I'm not doing it today. But God has a desire to use all people. In Christ, there is neither male nor female. The Spirit of God is not limited based on your gender. That's absurd. If we can't hear God speaking through whoever He's speaking through, then that's spiritual pride on our behalf. And I'm afraid that... Um, the Lord's about to move on women in a way that's going to cause us to learn to see Him. Because that's what we're supposed to be doing in any of us. The only thing good in any of us is the Lord. That's it. And without the women, we're not going to get there. I'm just saying. Amen, Pastor. (laughs) All right. I I have a quick, uh, well, I say it's quick. Usually every time I say that, I lie, so I'm just, never mind, I'll take that back. Um, I have a thought that I was thinking about today, and I did feel like the Lord gave me one little thing this morning that kind of got me steering this way. I really, I'll be honest with you, that love message I shared on a few weeks ago, I have a part two to that 
that's burning inside of me. And it's transforming me. And I wanted to bring that today, but I felt like the Lord told me not to. So I'm going to not share on that. But I do want to talk to us about an aspect of faith that is necessary for the times that we're in. And uh, if you have your Bibles, you can turn over to Luke 18. We've talked about this a lot. So for many of you, you've probably heard this over and over again. But I feel, I feel like the Lord wanted to just uh, highlight it real quick and um, look at it. Luke 18, verse 1. I'm going to read this down to verse 8, and then I'm going to go back and start digging into it a little bit. Now, he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart, saying, in a certain city there was a judge who did not fear God and did not respect man. There was a widow in that city, and she kept coming to him saying, give me legal protection from my opponent. For a while he was unwilling, but afterward he said to himself, even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by her continual coming, she will wear me out. You ever had a woman wear you out by her coming up to you and saying something over and over and over again? Yes, I'm looking at you. <laughs> All right, y'all pray for me. I'm liable to be in a, mor- uh, a morgue after this. <laughs> uh, sorry, I couldn't resist. I get myself in trouble sometimes. Um, just kidding, baby. <laughs> um, I know. For a while he was unwilling, but afterwards he said to himself, even though I do not fear God nor respect man, yet because this widow bothers me, I will give her legal protection. Otherwise, by her continual coming, she will wear me out. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge said. Now will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night? And will he delay long over them? I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? I love this passage of Scripture. When I was, I don't know how old I was. I guess I was um, when were we, how old were we when we started to see each other again, allowed to see each other again? Maybe 19? I was 19 probably. Um, me and Lindsay weren't allowed to, we dated, we were young, we were, she, I was 16 and she was 14 when we started dating, and uh, so we've been together a long time, just a, a blissful time of incredible heaven on earth, <laughs> and uh, is that getting me out at all? <laughs> uh, but we weren't allowed to see each other for a period of time because uh, it was a long story. But her parents wouldn't let us see each other. And um, I ran across this scripture, and it just jumped all over me. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to start praying until every time I thought about it, I'm going to be wearing God out about this. 
And I started asking God to let me see her, let me see her again, let me see her again, let me see her again. And I literally would pray this thing all day long. I mean, every time it would pop into my head or I thought about her, I prayed this. Within a week, I got a phone call saying that her parents wanted to meet with me and talk about some stuff. And after I met with them and, and uh, ate a lot of humble pie, I, uh, they gave us permission to start seeing each other again. That really impacted me, and I saw the fruit of this scripture in action because I took it to heart when I read it as a young man. Um, but this scripture really is powerful, and it ends, but when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? This is the very faith I want to talk to you about this morning and what faith is and how we use it in relation to this passage. Now, let's start at the beginning. Now, he was telling them a parable to show them what? Why was he telling? He said, I'm showing, I'm tell- he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. So the whole purpose of this parable was to show them what? To pray, to persevere, to not give up. Now this word in the Greek, it says, you say, to not lose heart. In the Strong's Concordance, it's Greek 1573. It means don't grow faint. It means in this, it's the word faint or exhausted. It's the same word, same Greek word that's used, do not grow weary in well-doing. Same passage, or you know, the same words used in that passage. How many know that when you're praying for some things, there is a tendency to get exhausted from it when you don't see things happening the way you think you should? Anybody ever been there? You're praying for something, you're believing God for something, and after a while, there's an exhaustion that comes. You get tired. We're human. We get tired of dealing with the same old, same old stuff. We won't break through. But Jesus says, I'm giving you this this picture so that you continue to pray and you don't get exhausted. You don't grow faint and give up. One translation actually says he don't, that you would pray and not give up. And so with that in mind, we have to interpret this story from that perspective that this was given to teach us to pray at all times and not give up. That's right there should give us so much hope. Why would God ask you to keep going after something that he's not going to give you the answer to? Did he not say that if we knock, the door would be open? If we ask, we will receive. If we seek, we'll find. In the Greek, when you read that in Matthew 7 and Luke 11, where it says, he who seeks, he who asks, he who knocks, that word literally is not ask. It's he who continually asks. He who continually seeks. He who continually knocks the door will be open to you. And in Luke 11, it follows that passage with a parable of a man who goes on, who has a friend who comes to him from a long journey. Y'all know the passage? And he has nothing to set before the man, and so he goes to his neighbor and begins to knock on his door. 
And he says, get up and give me some bread. I have someone coming to me from a long journey, and I have nothing to set before them, so give me some bread. And the guy says, go away. I'm in bed with my children. We're all, the whole household is asleep. Go away. But the, he keeps knocking, right? He keeps knocking. And the Lord goes on to continue that passage of Scripture. If you look, you can look at it in Luke 11. And he says, he will not give up because he is friend, but because of his persistent, see, his persistent knocking, he will get up and give him all that he asked for. Same picture that we got here. A widow who is the weakest member in society at this time. To be widowed... Even in certain countries today, to be widowed could be a, when you to lose your husband is to it could be a death sentence from the standpoint you could starve to death. In many societies, especially back then, widowed women were the absolute weakest member of societies. And here, the king, who is the highest member of society, is being. drawn to do something because of the weakest member of society. There was a reason why Jesus picked these two characters for this parable. The weakest person in society got the strongest person in society to do what they asked because they would not give up. We see this stuff go throughout in different places in the Scripture where um, you look at the Syrophoenician woman. This is one of my most favorite stories. We've talked about this. This isn't the first time y'all have heard any of this, but I felt like the Lord wanted us to stay in it. The Syrophoenician woman, she goes to the Lord. She says, Lord, son of David, and he's quiet. He doesn't say a word. You know, we've, sometimes that's the way praying is. You pray and you pray and you pray and all you hear is silence. And you're like, what's going on? And it's discouraging. And it makes you want to quit. But he was telling them a parable to show that, that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. Not give up. Don't grow faint. And this woman, this Syrophoenician woman, she comes to the Lord and she's crying out, Son of David! And the disciples are starting to get irritated. They say, Lord, tell her to shut up. Check it out. That's what he says. Maybe not shut up, but it was the same thing. Be qu- tell her to be quiet. And Jesus says, I wasn't sent to any but the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she doesn't stop and she refuses to shut up and she keeps advancing towards the Lord. She was advancing towards the Lord. If you're familiar with this story, she gets to the Lord and finally the Lord has to do something because she's in his face. She has now passed the distance that she was at and she's crossed over the disciples now and their resistance to her and now she's right at the Lord and she's saying, Lord, have mercy on me. My daughter is cruelly possessed by a demon. And he says, such a wonderful, loving, kind thing. (laughs) It's not good 
to give the children's bread to the dogs. But what does this woman say? I'm amazed at this. She says, yes, Lord, but even the dogs feed on the crumbs that fall from the children's table. And the Lord says, great is your faith. What was so great about her faith? Yes, she certainly didn't argue with the Lord about who he says she was. But she didn't give up. She wouldn't take no for an answer. And the Lord is, uh, we're in some battles. I'm aware of some of the battles. I'm in some battles. Everybody I know is battling something. A fight. Y'all know what I mean? Everybody I know of is fighting something. Sickness. A lot of sickness people were fighting, I know of. Needing healing in areas. People were fighting uh, financial issues. It may even be some people, I mean, are fighting with themselves. Lust. Absolutely. Lust. Addictions. There's all kinds of things that we can battle with, and we go to the Lord, and it just, it just seems like the same old, same old. Where's the breakthrough? Family members that are, have wandered from the Lord and are not doing good, and you keep praying and praying and praying, and you're just like, good gosh, I've been praying so long. I've been praying so long, Lord. And now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. Don't give up. Don't grow faint. So this woman who refuses to take no for an answer got Jesus to do a miracle for her child that he said he wasn't going to do. There's, that's happened a lot to Jesus. I don't know if you know that. And, it was, and, it, and a lot of times it was women, which is pretty interesting to me. Same picture. His mama... Y'all know that part. His mama, I've talked about this. His mama, y'all know mamas, right? They tend to be mamas. (laughs) And here Jesus is at the wedding. Y'all know the story. Hey, my son, they're out of wine. Right? And what does he say? Woman? (laughs) What's that got to do with me? (laughs) It's not my time. He was saying it wasn't God's will right now for me to do this. It's not my timing. It's not the timing of God for me to do this. And you know what Mary said, his mother? She looked to the servants and she said, whatever he tells you to do, do it. (laughs) There was the first miracle that was recorded in Scripture. I don't think it was the first miracle. I'm just saying. It's my opinion. The first miracle recorded in Scripture was the result of his mother not taking no for an answer. That should tell us something. The Lord's silence to the Syrophoenician woman was not no. It caused her to get closer. She advanced. 
And then in the immediate response that Jesus gave her, it was not to cause her to shrink back. It was to cause her to advance forward in faith. And she did, and she got what she needed. He answered her. As a matter of fact, there's nowhere in Scripture where people who go to the Lord in faith don't get exactly what they came for. There's not one mention of it. Tell me one place in Scripture where someone came to Jesus to get something and he didn't give it to them. I don't know of one. I've been studying this Bible my whole life. I'm 47. I, I, I have read the gospel thousands of times. I can't find it. You know why? It's not there. Jesus always answers our prayers when we go to him in faith, especially for healing, especially for healing. Now back to this parable. This woman, she wasn't giving up. She was knocking, knocking, knocking. She was going to wear that king out until he gave her justice against her adversary. You ever had an adversary just wearing you out? Maybe your adversary is, like our brother says, maybe it's lust wearing you out. Maybe it's addiction. There's all kinds of enemies that attack us and that maybe it's someone attacking your child. Maybe it's someone attacking your, your, your wife or your husband or your family member. Maybe it is infirmity. Whatever your enemy is, the Lord wants to give you justice against it. And that's why he told this parable saying, pray and never give up. But that requires a perseverance that is often not in many people, believers. And the Lord wants us to become warriors. He wants us to get a fight, a can-do spirit. I'm not giving up. This is all or nothing. This is, I'm going for it. I'm not breaking for squirrels. I'm not breaking for this. I'm not breaking for anything. It's, I'm going all the way. If I die, I die, but I am going to get what I'm asking for in God. There's a Jacob in us that has to begin to wrestle with the angel of the Lord until we get what we're after. And the Lord loved that aspect of Jacob that he would fight for whatever he, he wanted. He would fight for it. And he decided he wanted the blessing of the Lord, and he wrestled with the angel all night until the Lord blessed him. Sometimes we have to wrestle with God to get those blessings. Why is that? Because the wrestling changes you, Jacob never walked the same again. There is a wrestling that we're doing with God for certain victories and breakthrough, but the wrestling is the very thing that produces a faith and an endurance and a patience in us that is so more important than the, the difficulty that we're going through to obtain it. The victory is worth the fight. If it's not worth the fight, we're not worthy of it. If we don't care enough about the breakthrough to fight for it, then we're not worthy of the, of the breakthrough. You got to want it. The promised land, they had to be willing to fight for the promises. And if you're not willing to fight, you're not going to get the promises Scripture says it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search a matter out. God doesn't hide things from us. He hides them for us. And for those that have a hunger and a desire that value God and his promises enough to go and fight for them, God's hidden them for you. And you will find them. 
So here in this passage, we come down, and at the very end, you know, the Lord's saying, do you see what this king says? He says, I'm going to give her justice because she's wearing me out. And the Lord said, hear what the unrighteous judge says. Now will not God bring about justice for his elect who cry to him day and night, day and night. What does that tell you about somebody that's crying day and night? They're serious. This is the most important thing in my life. I have to have this. I'm going to give my attention to it all day and all night. Sometimes there's breakthroughs that we need that are only going to come from that type of determination. It's a, it's a fight. It's a value, but we value it. And here the Lord says, in kind of a contradictory way, he says, and will not God bring about justice to his elect who cry to him day and night, and will he delay long over them? Sometimes I think, yeah, Lord, you will. You will delay long over them. But the Lord is saying he won't. He won't delay long when we get into that place to where, when you get to the place where you're crying day and night, when you get in that kind of hunger and that kind of desperation, where you're, you're, not, you're serious about this thing, at that point, the Lord does not delay long. When I started crying out to God for me to be able to see Lindsay again when we were dating or wanting to date, it was a week and there was change. I was, I was praying literally all day and all night. Not all night, but if I was awake and, her mind, and she came to my mind, the Lord was hearing about it because I read this scripture and I realized what it said. And the light bulb went off and I saw in the media. And I believe that when we get to that place, there is a breakthrough that comes quickly. And here's what he says. I tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? Now, here's the whole point. This is what faith is. The persistent to keep knocking. That is faith. When you continually go to the Lord for something, that is a that faith. You wouldn't do that if you didn't think he was going to give you what you asked for. You wouldn't keep going if you didn't think you were going to get it. So the fact that you're keeping going is a sign of your faith. You haven't abandoned faith because you're still asking. And we need to ask in faith, knowing that it's coming. It is coming. So why am I harping on this? The Lord, you know, we've been talking about the promises of God and how we needed to fight for one another. If you've been here throughout uh, November and December, you've heard a number of messages about contending for our promises and how we need to contend with one another to find somebody that you can agree with. I gave you the example that me and my father, I've been praying with him almost daily. Um, I've missed a few days, but very few. I mean, I am, me and my father are praying daily that his eyes would open up and he would see. And I'm going to do that. Scripture talks about in Isaiah, give the Lord no rest until he establishes Jerusalem, a praise in the earth. And that's just a principle for us that the Lord wants us to give him no rest until he does something. And we have got to continually stand in this place of fighting that we don't um, allow the difficulties of what we're going through and the fight that we're in to cause us to give up 
and to stop praying. And that's why Jesus said, now he was telling them a parable to show that at all times they ought to pray and not lose heart. Don't grow faint. Don't grow weary. Don't quit. Amen? We have got to keep going after this. I have promises that I've been believing God for a long time, and I am going to continue to pray, continue to seek until I experience the breakthrough that I'm asking. And the fact that I'm continuing is a sign that I still believe. Does it not say in Hebrews, talking about the father of faith, and that without faith it is impossible to please God? For everyone that comes to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He will reward your seeking. He will reward your knocking. He is faithful, and he's going to send breakthrough. But some things take time, and it's to change our walk. With faith and patience, the Scripture says they inherited the promises. It takes both. And patience really is a sign of your faith. Because we walk by faith, not by sight. It may not look like anything's happening, but I'm not going about that. I think about Dutch Sheet's story where the Lord told him to go pray for this child that was on, if I, if I remember this correctly, the child was in really bad shape. Um, it was in the hospital, was getting worse and worse. And, for, and once a week, he would drive an hour to where this child was because the Lord told him to and would go to the hospital and pray for this child for a year. The last week, the doctors was telling them to, the parents to just let go, to let her go. She, she's, she's passing on. She's not going to make it. And he went and he prayed. And right when it seemed that all hope was lost, after a year of his time obeying the Lord to do this thing, she gets a miracle, and all of a sudden, she comes out of this thing and is totally healed. It took a year of watching a child get worse and worse and worse and worse to the very end, right before the miracle, the doctor says, this is over. This is done. And I want to tell you that things always look the worst right before the breakthrough. They really do. And, we, and the Lord gave us that prophetic word a few weeks ago, when we had that, that time I was dancing and everybody was dancing and we were having that incredible meeting a few weeks ago, and I, I got revelation during that time that I hadn't quite put together yet, and I knew it was a word of the Lord about the children of Israel and how God had come to set them free to bring deliverance, but what did Pharaoh do? He increased their burden so that they would not focus on God and what Moses was saying but on their bondage, their, their pain, their suffering. And I want to tell you that every time when the Lord shows up to bring deliverance, there is an increase of bondage. There is an increase of heaviness. There is an increase of pain to make it look like your situation is actually getting worse because the enemy wants you to not consider the word of the Lord. He wants you to consider what you're seeing with your eyes and what you're feeling in your heart and in your body. And the Lord has got to get a group of people that learn to walk by faith and not by sight. And I'm walking through this, guys, with you. I'm not telling you something that I'm not living and trying to live. I am fighting myself for some things and been fighting, but I ain't giving up. 
And I pray that if I look like I'm about to, you get beside me and you grab my arm and you encourage me and you pick me up. We need each other. There's some things that we don't get through. There's some breakthroughs you don't get without another part of the body. That's why the, the, that's what we said a number of weeks ago. That's why the two and a half tribes of Israel had to go across the Jordan and fight for their other brother's promises. We have to fight for one another. So I hope that you guys feel encouraged to and strengthened to keep fighting and believing God for the things that he's about to give you victory in. Because he is. He's about to give you victory. There's strength coming. There's strength coming to, the, to bodies. The Lord's healing bodies. The Lord's healing bodies. He's healing bodies. Matter of fact, if you need it, stand up. I'm standing. Jesus is a healer. He healed every single person that came to him. He never turned away. The only people he refused to heal, he got, they got healed anyway. And Holy Spirit, we thank you that that is who Jesus is. We declare that. We believe that. And Holy Spirit, just move in this room right now and touch bodies, Lord. Father, touch bodies. Ring that bell of healing right now in Jesus' name. Release your healing virtue, Lord, right now in Jesus' name.